Hello, my name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV series, The Walking Dead. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us on The Talking Dead. This is episode number 39 for the 13th of February, 2011. It's one day early. Normally, we record record on Mondays, but it's a Sunday night. The reason we are not recording tomorrow is Valentine's Day. It is Valentine's Day. And uh, we have our own plans occupying us on the evening of Valentine's Day. So we are here on a Sunday. It's quiet. It's cold out. Although not as cold as it's last week. It's cold out. It's warm out. Uh, it's plus two, I think. That's not cold. <laughs> Compared to last week, that's that's <laughs> true. Uh, spring is in the air. And let's say that then. And uh, summer's right around the corner. I'm very right excited the about corner. that. All the zombies are going to thaw out and start terrorizing us once again. Yeah, it happens every year. It does. Today on the program, we have all the news you could want. As much news as there is about The Walking Dead and... Uh, that might be it, so could be a short one today. Short one. Of course, every time I say it's going to be a short episode, it ends up being one of the longest ones. So That's because we can babble like nobody's business. We'll see how this goes and try not to babble too much. We'll babble at least like somebody's business. Yeah, somebody's. Babble, ramble, or generally flap our mouths until something happens. There you go. That's <laughs> how I live. Yeah. All right, let's get right into the news, shall we? Sure. First item we have this week is that The Walking Dead has hired a writer slash executive producer by the name of Glenn Mazzara. All right. So if you re- will recall, back in the fall, there was the internet was you know all upset because apparently all of the writers for The Walking Dead had been fired, right, uh, or let go, depending on how you want to look at it. And people were all upset because, oh my God, there's no writers. They're going to go freelance. Why are they doing that? Can't they just get a team? If you don't have, people thought if you don't have a consistent team, you aren't going to have consistent writing. Makes sense. Well, yes and no. I mean, all kinds of shows have all kinds of writers. They have writers that come back and do a, you know, a certain number of episodes per year. They don't do every episode. That's, in, that's insane for one person or one team to write every single episode in a series. Well, but, if, but the thing is, if you have a team of five or six people, or maybe even more, you have sort of a collaborative effort going constantly, right? right? And everybody yeah. has a good um, concept of the overall vision and what they want from the show. And you get that from working with other people, right? Yes. If if people are coming and going all the time, or if they're hiring freelancers who, you know, may or may not be all that familiar with the show, especially as it goes on and on into future seasons, I think the concern was that you'd get people who didn't really share the overall vision of the show. I mean, that's entirely possible, but it's also the opposite is entirely possible as well. It's true. You having have a good set of freelancers that uh, are you know know what they're doing and are professional writers and are involved enough to be able to write a decent episode. You know, it's entirely possible. That is true. And, and, have, and you know, the other side to that is that if you have people that, that come in once in a while, you can get a really fresh perspective on things, also too. Also true, yeah. Right? Which is actually a good thing. But anyways, so The Walking Dead has had no official writers for the last couple of months. Until now, as I said, they hired Glenn Mazzara. He formerly worked on The Shield. Have not watched The Shield. Me either. Dave's a big fan of The Shield, though. Well, he's a big fan of The Wire. Is he also a fan of The Shield? He is a fan of The Shield. Okay. Uh, I I can't really comment on Glenn's writing ability, but he has been tasked with 
assembling a five-person writing team. Awesome. And you know what? There is one thing you've seen that, really? he, that he wrote. There is. And I'll tell you what that is. Please. Episode number five of The Walking Dead entitled Wildfire. Oh. So he, he does know the show in that you know in that capacity. Well, so they all haven't been fired after all. <laughs> no. If he's been on the show and he's still on the show, he's not fired. Ironically, uh, episode five that he wrote... He was hired freelance to do that one. Oh, <laughs> it, he was the it was the only episode of season one that hired a freelance writer. Right. So they let the rest go, and then they brought in the freelancer and said, "You're running the show now." Excellent. The writing team. Well, anyway. good for him. Yeah. So that's good. So we will follow that news and try to try to find out who he brings on and and see you know what comes together as our writing team here. It'll be exciting. Very. The next item we have is that McFarlane Toys will be releasing the Walking Dead action figures. Well, that's excellent news. Now, are you familiar with McFarlane Toys? I am not. uh, Not directly, but probably indirectly. You've probably seen their stuff. Well, that's what I'm thinking. They do uh, large, very detailed, and intricate action figures. Ooh, read expensive. Uh, Kind of. We'll get into the price for the uh, Walking Dead ones in a minute, but... Todd McFarlane, the guy that runs the company, mm-hmm. is a um, longtime comic book uh, writer and um, artist. Excellent. He did a lot of uh, Spider-Man and mm. stuff back in the day. Some really, really interesting stuff. And his style is absolutely incredible. He's also the creator of Spawn. Oh, okay. If you know Spawn. I do. So he started McFarlane Toys. They've, put it, they've been putting out action figures for a long time now. And now I guess they've been hired to do The Walking Dead. Well, that'll be good. Yeah, there are two series announced so far. Um, the uh, there's the, the first one is coming out in September, and it will include figures of Officer Rick Grimes, uh-huh. Michonne, Zombie <laughs> Lurker, and Zombie Roamer. <laughs> okay, that's an interesting group of picture of uh, action figures. Well, series one is more comic book. Okay. Series two, which comes out in November, will be Deputy Rick Grimes, Daryl Dixon, Zombie Walker, and Zombie Biter. <laughs> so, a zombie Biter. Do they have a picture of Zombie Biter? No. The only pictures we have so far are of, I think, Zombie Lurker. Okay. And He's uh, just kind of slumped in a corner, I guess? No, he stands up. He stands. He's got blue ripped pants on. He's got a t-shirt that kind of shows off his midriff. And uh, he is horribly decomposed. It doesn't look like a lurker to me. No, lurkers really should be sitting down. Yeah. Or lying under a bed somewhere. Yeah, waiting for you to go to sleep. That's right. Or in the toilet. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want that. <laughs> you don't want that. Yeah, no. Uh, so zombie lurker, I don't know if you can see it from there, but... I can, but if, if, as, long as, as long as... He looks like he's walking is the problem that I have. Well, you know what? This could be a zombie roamer. I don't know. Okay. It's, the, the website I'm, I'm reading this from says lurker. Uh, but you know what? A lurker could lean against a tree. And well, this move. guy looks like he's walking. Like he looks like he's in the process of ambling somewhere. Mm. And if he's not ambling, he's poised like he's about to amble somewhere, but then stands still for a very long time. And then somehow somebody thinks that, you know, as they're walking by, do dee do dee do that's nothing. That's probably just a tree because it's not moving. You know, if I was walking down a hallway or, and saw that, I wouldn't think that there, it was a tree. I would think, hey, look, it's a zombie. <laughs> Maybe these zombies are fully posable and you can make him sit, lie down, whatever. Oh, I doubt that. Well, I don't know. Some of them are. I don't know. I just, I'm just hoping that that's not actually a lurker. Okay. So 
we've got Lurker and Romer. This could be Romer, but nonetheless, it looks pretty good. It's, it does look it's, good. It's gruesome. Um, it's, you know, gross. I will be proud to get one of these and put it on the shelf behind me. Yeah, I'll, I'll be proud to buy one and keep it in a box because my wife doesn't want to look at it. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so there we go. We got four zombies, two Rick Grimes, Michonne, and Daryl Dixon coming out in September and then later in November. They've had, they have to have more eventually. Oh, yeah, you think just, so. They can't just go with that. They're going to have to have a whole the whole cast. They can. I mean, it probably depends on how well these sell and things right. like that, you know? Well, I'll help. Uh, apparently, the full line will debut at Toy Fair, which is on right now. Ooh. Runs from today until Wednesday. So we might get more pictures of these in this uh, upcoming week. And That'd we be will, good. We will discuss them on a future show. Uh, they are available for pre-order already from entertainmentearth.com, which seems to be a site that just sells this kind of paraphernalia. All right, stuff. put a link up. I'm going to have to go there and pre-order something. I did. I will. Um, I did or I will? Which one? No, I will. And I've already loaded the site and I've got it here in front of me because I, I wanted to mention that there's a lot of Walking Dead stuff uh, for sale on this website. Mostly oh, okay. uh, mostly glassware. Glassware. For, for example, Walking Dead head. Huh, no, Walking Dead head dead rules etched. I think that's probably a typo. Etched pint glasses oh. with Walking Dead... Uh, uh, logos and zombies on them. That's cool. Walking Dead premium enamel lighter gift set. Four pack of Zippo lighters that are Walking Dead painted. Well, that's cool. I wish I still smoked. Yeah. Uh, Walking Dead Deadhead premium enamel lighter. You can buy one at a time if you want. Uh, you know, Walking Dead Rise and Feed premium etched glass stein. Mm. All kinds of good stuff. So I always wanted to start a beer stein collection. Well, you could now, will you? <laughs> I don't see the point, really, but... Why not? <laughs> Why not? I guess so. I don't drink beer, so what? No, you don't. You can still collect the steins. I'm going to buy the lighter. I don't smoke. It looks like it's mostly lighters, glassware, and then the figures are up for pre-order. Drinking so. and smoking zombies. That, that's what they sell. <laughs> that's right. Now, the figures, the individual figures are priced at fourteen ninety nine. That's nothing. That's not bad. You can get a set for fifty five ninety nine. You can That's get the, good. the whole set. So two, you know, 110 bucks will get you both uh, both complete sets. I would expect them to be, I was expecting more expensive. No, it's not too bad. Now, we're in Canada. We That's, are. that's probably American dollars, but these days, our dollar Who knows is, what that means? Our dollar is on par, if not a little more, so we could get a deal. Yes. We will see. Chances are no, however. Well, chances are no, because UPS will bend us over as they... Well, Send them across the border. Books really piss me off because the prices are already printed on the back of books, right? So it's you know, ten ninety nine, U.S. and sixteen ninety nine Canadian. Mm-hmm. And then I go there and I walk up to the counter. It's like, why am I paying more than because you know the Canadian dollar is worth more than the American dollar? Why am I paying more Canadian by than by maybe a fraction of a few cents these days? But yeah, they they um, comic books started. Uh, do the same thing. They they have a, a U.S. price and American and a Canadian price printed on the book, right? Right. But most comic shops move to U.S. pricing only in, oh, in Canada. They charge the U.S. price because the dollar is virtually equal now, and the difference was created because of the exchange rate, right? And our money being uh, valued less than the American dollar. Yeah. Anyway, just drives me crazy. Yeah, you know, but. It does drive me a little bit crazy, but at the same time, I like having the price for a product printed on the product. 
Yes. You know, no, we don't music, get gouged. Music should do that. They CDs. Should. I thought should. they were moving towards that. I heard that too a couple of years ago, but I haven't seen it happen at all. So yeah. they should move towards that. You know, if music was cheaper, people would buy more. If I offered a product, I'd put the price on the package. Right on the package. Right there. The price of our podcast is right on the package. Yes, it is. Free. <laughs> Free. <laughs> it only costs us money. That's right. <laughs> Which is fine. So there you go. If you want to get some of those toys, you can pre-order them from entertainmentearth.com or wait until September and November. Should be hot items for Christmas. Yes, I would think so. Going on my Christmas list. Well, yeah, me too. Okay, Gail Ann Hurd wants The Walking Dead to become an ensemble series. She was interviewed. I thought it was. Well, it kind of is, but (laughs) it's an ensemble cast, but... When you take that a little bit farther, you need the show to focus equally on each of the cast members. And so far, we haven't gotten anywhere near that. Right. It's been all Rick. Yeah, that's true. Right? So, Gail said, We had six episodes to set up the world and to introduce the characters, and now I think we can go even more deeply into each of the ensemble cast members. We've had stories that concentrate on one character or another, and I think we'll be seeing a lot more of that this season. Right. I don't know if they really have had those stories yet. It's really been Rick's story. It really has been Rick's <laughs> so story. So far. But sounds like they're going to expand out and include everyone a little bit more. Right. Which will be good. It will be. I do like that a lot. Um, also, coming up in season two, she said, I think there's still a lot more we can learn from Daryl, the Norman Reedus character. Yeah. That'll be fun. It Every, will be. Everyone wants to know more about him. More crossbow. <laughs> more crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> She goes on to say, I think that episodes focusing on Lori, played by Sarah Wayne Callies, we've got a great triangle between Rick, Lori, and Shane. Uh-huh. We all know that's coming. Hey, yep. And I have a sneaking suspicion that might be something we're going to explore even more deeply in the new season. So, Oh, yeah. No doubt. No kidding. <laughs> Not really anything new there, but it is good to know that they're going to focus on all the characters as they should. You know what Daryl should use? I'd be really, really happy if Daryl used a, uh, a bola. What's that? A, a boa? Bola. Bola bola? Something. Anyway, it's a rope with two heavy balls on the end. Mm-hmm. So you uh, you swing it around and you throw it at somebody and it twists around and it grabs their legs and wraps around them and knocks them over. That's. I think it's called a bola. A bola? Yeah. Uh, I know what you're talking about, but I really never thought People of... People don't use those in movies and TV enough. <laughs> or throwing stars. Yeah. <laughs> throwing stars you see. In, Ninja in, stars would be cool. In movies. But the thing that, yeah, I know what you mean. That thing that you throw and it wraps around people. I gotta look it up. Yeah, do that. Um, if anyone could pull off one of those, it's Daryl. Yeah, you know, he's he's awesome. So, bola on Facebook. No, bola. You got it over uh, there. It, uh, from Spanish and Portuguese meaning ball. Oh well, there you go. That uh, makes sense. A bola is a throwing weapon made of weights on ends of interconnected cord. That's right. Very nice. Yep, you're right. You don't see many of those, so let's get one of those on the show. Even if he just uses it once. Right. He ties a you know a rope to some rocks and <laughs> bolus is why uh, not? Oh, here we go. It's used for hunting. For hunting deer. Well, for hunting game. Hunting zombies. Capture cattle or game, depending on the exact design. The thrower grabs the boladorus or whatever it is, or by one of the weights and nexus cords. He gives the balls momentum by swinging them and releasing. Weapon usually used to entangle animals' legs, but when thrown with enough force, it might even inflict damage, like breaking a bone. Well, yeah. Sounds good. That'd be good against a zombie. It would, but I think it takes a lot of practice to 
accurately throw one of those. Yeah, ones. and you throw it, and then you have to go get it. And True. That's a problem. True. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he has to go get his bolts anyways. That's true, but they're already dead at that point. That's if you true. throw the bola, they're you know they get a broken leg, big deal, or they're on the ground. Yeah, but you know what? Easier to hack someone in the head with an axe if they're on the ground already. That's true. You know that for sure. Oh yeah. Okay. Very much. All right. Our next news item is that The Walking Dead has four more award nominations at the London uh, Kapow Comic Con. This is apparently the Kapow. first. Yeah, the first uh, annual Kapow Comic Con. Awesome. Where is it? London. Uh, England. England? I, is a, yes. As I said, I believe it's London, England. <laughs> I don't think it's London, Ontario. And well, if, if it's it, London, Ontario, we should get in a car right now. If it is, we're going. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see what's, what the, the nominations are. Robert Kirkman for Best Writer. Right. The Walking Dead for Best Series. That's comic series, comic book series. Yep. The Walking Dead for Best TV Show. Ever? Yes, Ever. <laughs> Best TV. Well, it'll be the first time they've awarded it, so obviously it's the best TV show ever. Right, and then they go year to year, <laughs> and then they go to year to year. That's right. And Robert Kirkman for Man or Woman of the Year could be Person of the Year, even <laughs> it could be. But <laughs> on their website, it was listed, I believe, as Man or Woman of the Year. <laughs> seems kind of silly. Yeah, it seems. Uh, I don't know. It does seem sort of silly. There's a perfectly good word to describe <laughs> a man or a woman. Best human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, best best human ever. See, that's a good award, best human. Yeah, because you it, can give it to non-humans, right? You could give it a, a different award to non-humans. Right, best donkey, right. for example. Yes, you are the best ass. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, man or woman of the year, hopefully he wins for man of the year. Or woman of the year. And if he wins for woman of the year, <laughs> you know, hey. What are you going to do? That's good, too. You are. <laughs> you have won the award for the best man or woman of the year. Congratulations. <laughs> We're not sure which. <laughs> you think that's written on the award? <laughs> best man or woman of the year? <laughs> it must be. That's the, that's the title of the award. So That's an excellent title for an award. There you go. You know, it's, it's ambiguous. <laughs> 30 years from now, when he's old and starting to go senile, he'll look at that and go, which one am I again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> Uh, the Kapow Comic Con runs uh, from April 9th uh, to 10th. April 9th and 10th this year. <laughs> so, all the way from the 9th to the 10th. That's right. Yeah. It's their first year. They didn't want to be too ambitious, you know? <laughs> yeah. no, that's good. So there you go. We will report back uh, in April after that award has been... Those awards have been awarded. Offered? Okay. How about Submitted? that? Submitted? No. <laughs> those awards have been distributed? Uh, well, awarded. Is, is the word no you gotta you do something with awards other than award them well you do award awards you, you but give them out the awards have been presented 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 that's the word i was looking for all right okay our next item is one that should i hope generate some conversation however maybe not this episode right <laughs> um uh gerald prescott who we all know as jackie, jackie. on the show yeah. was being interviewed by tv guide and they were talking to her about her character, and the DVD release came up, and she made some hints that there's a possibility of her character returning in season two. As what? A running zombie that's on fire? So, anyone who's watched the show knows by now that uh, her character was in the Center for Disease Control when it exploded. And the whole building went kaplooey. And the whole building just went... Uh, you know, in Raging Inferno style. Kapow, even. Kapow. Um, but Gerald Prescott said 
And I quote, If you watch episode six over and over and over again, you might discover something. So Jason, I ask you, what is it that we might discover that could be revealing about season two and her character in particular? I think we could discover that Jackie is dead and she's just screwing with us. Just screwing with us. That's it. But well, we didn't actually see her die. We didn't see the flames engulf her and the body parts go flying. We just pretty much assumed she died because 14th of a second before the flame blows up, we get a shot of her in the center of the, of the Center for Disease Control. The thing is, it's, it's a common trope in TV and maybe movies too, that if you don't see somebody die or you don't see their corpse right. being put into the ground or the whatever, there's always the chance that they could come back. Yes, but, uh, well, it depends. Okay, so uh, I'm going to draw in both Lost and 24 for this discussion. Sure. In Lost, dead is dead, right? Which I, I appreciated very much in that show, Dead is Dead. They tried to screw with their minds near the end there where we're thinking, oh my God, they said Dead is Dead, but Locke is not dead. But as it turns out, Locke was dead. Mm -hmm. So Dead is Dead. Mm -hmm. I like that about Lost. In 24, you always know somebody died because in the last second, like it, you never watched 24, but those of us who did watch 24, when the, uh, the end of the hour comes, uh, it goes back to the clock and there's the ticking doot, doot, of every second that goes by and the hour turns over. Yeah, I've seen that. When somebody dies, the clock comes on, but there's no sound. There's no doot, doot, doot. It's just silence. If you hear the sound, they're coming back. If you don't hear the sound, they're dead. And so they had that very common thing. And that it was really kind of odd because in uh, like season six or season seven, one of the main characters did die, right? They, they shot him, they killed him, but they're with the sound. And like for two seasons afterwards, everybody's like, what the hell's going Like just thinking, could he be back? No, he's probably not coming back. He's been dead for like two years. And then he came back. So because, he wasn't dead. Because the sound was on. Because the sound was there. <laughs> and uh, they lived through to that. Uh, they basically played to that mechanism throughout the entire series. If you heard the sound, they were not dead. If, you, if there was silence, they were dead. I don't understand. Why would they do that? Like why would they... I mean, people die... Sometimes for dramatic reasons. Yes. Uh, so why would they indicate to the viewer? Well, when, that... when one of the main character dies, like when somebody important to the plot or like in the first season, I'm going to spoil this for you. It's been like 10 years. It's fine. I'm okay with it. Uh, Jack's wife dies. Oh, I knew that. In the, uh, in the first season, right at the end, and there was no sound. Right? That was the first instance of that happening. So it's somebody important, right? Jack's mm-hmm. wife died, and then throughout the entire series, main characters one of the things I liked about that show is that main characters would die. Right. Usually at the hand of Jack Bauer, like even main characters would have their heads blown off by Jack Bauer because the bad guy said, if you don't do that, I'm going to do this. I'm like, well, I got to do that then. Bam. So he was a uh, no shit kind of guy. Yeah. You don't screw with Jack Bauer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, to this point, I'm not sure what their mechanism is, if they have a mechanism, or if they're going to do dead is dead, or they're going to be like a soap opera where, sure, they they died, but they may come back with a brain transplant and be in somebody else's body. Or it was all a dream. Or it was all a dream. (laughs) I hope they don't. Wow, if it was all a dream, if season one of The Walking Dead was a dream, we're going to cancel this podcast and stop watching the show. Sure. I'm saying that right now. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so... The thing about Lost is, yes, dead is dead. People are always dead. But as we all know, 
Lost jumped around in time a lot. So people can be dead, but suddenly we're 30 years ago and they're still alive. Well, yes, they're, you know, they have the actors back to play, to reprise their role in a different way. That's right, in a different way, in a flashback or an actual time traveling episode. Something. So that's a possibility for The Walking Dead, potentially. Yeah, but when, you know, when Mr. Echo died, he was dead. Yes, exactly. When he died, he died. That point forward, he was dead. That's right. But I'm, that's what I'm saying. For The Walking Dead, there's that possibility of that kind of storytelling uh, method being used, right? Right. They've done flashbacks already. They did a flashback did. to... Um, the hospital. The hospital where Shane was. Yeah. Uh, is that the only one? As far as I know. So they've, But they've done it. And there's well, nothing stopping them from doing it again. Yeah. In the original episode, we the first shot we got was... Uh, 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 he was going up and he saw the zombie girl. And then we went back to before where Shane and Rick were. You're right. So I, that wasn't really a flash, flashback. I think that was a storytelling mechanism. Yeah, it was just kind of an introduction. Yeah. The, the gas station scene with the with the girl zombie. He was wasn't kind of remembering intro. like, oh, yeah, I remember that time yeah. when I got, was in a coma. That's and right. how it happened. And I had that conversation with the extremely sexist partner. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> kind of a flashback. Not really. Yeah. But the uh, back to back to the hospital was much more of a normal flashback. Yes. So they could do that. We could see Jackie um, in scenes from right. the time period of season one to explain thir- certain things, uh, you know, that are currently going on in season two. But that's not what she's saying, right? Is Jackie alive? Yeah. You know, she's saying if you watch the episode over and over, you might discover something. What? You might discover the possibility of a flashback? You're right. And that was my next point, that she's not saying that there's a flashback. She's saying that she might be back, you know? And she's actually saying that there are there is a hint of some kind in that episode that would maybe not reveal it all to you, but at least give you the possibility of it. I don't think she knows what she's talking about. She might not. I don't think the second season has been written yet. Uh, well, no, seeing as they just hired the first writer. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's been written yet. I think maybe the overarching story of season two has been decided upon by the powers that be, but the powers that be aren't talking to uh, the actors yet. The guy that played Guillermo, remember him? Yeah. Neil Brown Jr., I think. Okay. Uh, I don't have his name in front of me, but he was. Uh, he did an interview not too long ago, too, talking about what's going on in season two, and he basically said... Uh, he basically said that I can't really tell you anything other than contracts are being negotiated, things are being planned, right. and anything could happen. And he also sort of implied that even he, his character, could be back. Well, in that's entirely possible. Second season, seeing as he's still alive. He's still alive, as La- far as we know. Last time we saw him. Yeah. So, so you know, with that in mind, the fact that they're they're considering everything they have to work with, I think, and potentially. You know, and they're not ruling out any possibilities. Right. Right? Guillermo could be back. Jackie, despite her, you know, fairly obvious explosion, fireball, you know, ending. Maybe she's a very, very fast runner. She could have got out of there. Maybe she ran out the back door. Maybe you can see her in the background running out of the building when it explodes. Yeah, maybe her body is flying towards the camera. <laughs> That's right. Hey, look, it's Jackie. There she goes. <laughs> <laughs> so She could survive that. Yeah. yeah. Why not, eh? <laughs> Maybe the center of the CDC right in the middle there is designed to survive the implosion of the building. Well, it's designed to survive an axe at the door. 
Sure. But I mean, maybe, you know, maybe that control center is designed to survive and Jenner didn't know that because right. they want to incinerate all the potentially uh, harmful diseases. They don't necessarily want to cripple the CDC altogether. Right. That's what I was thinking. Maybe so maybe they like it explodes, but and then they kind of like open their eyes or like, wait a minute, what happened? Uh, maybe Jenner was sitting there and went, oh, crap, I have a force field pen. Click. <laughs> okay, we're fine now. A force field pen? Yeah. <laughs> it's the CDC, my friend. If anybody has a force field pen, it's Jenner. Well, <laughs> okay, it's not the CIA. It's the Center for Disease Control. <laughs> yeah, and force fields. The Center for Force Field I Control. I bet you didn't know that but the CDC. <laughs> no, I did not. Uh, okay. Anything's so, possible. I suppose that's true. So... She's, she's either alive or dead, so, and she might be back or she might be not. Maybe just before the explosion, we see Jenner clicking the pen. Click. <laughs> we should go back and watch, because maybe he does have a force field pen. I'm just going to say right now that if there's a force field pen, we're canceling this podcast, and I'm stuck. No, that's not done, Yeah, he started putting on rules. We're going to come up with the rules. If there's another zombie, no, I, we're no. done. That's not true. Uh, if it's all a dream, though, come on. That's, yeah. that's an okay one. That's enough to cancel anything. Force field pen it is. Very good. Um, how are you going to go back and watch episode six very closely and try to figure out what she's talking about? I'm going to go back and watch uh, episode six before I leave this building. <laughs> All right, that's a good idea. I've got it queued up over there right yeah, now. We're going to so. watch it. Okay. Should we watch it and then come back? Um, maybe we'll see. Put pop. No, I mean like pause right now. We'll go watch it. We'll come back. Uh, All right. Come. All right. Be right back. And we're back after having watched the last five to ten minutes uh, yeah, something like that. of uh, see episode six of The Walking Dead, TS-19. Um, I didn't really see anything to indicate Jackie would survive that. No, not unless uh, her spirit survived and went up in the in the like black smoke that uh, was at the end. Her and Jenner could have been. They were holding hands at the end. Maybe their uh, spirits intertwined, and they were the, you know, maybe they became a smoke monster. So it's like a, it lost. It's a, okay. There's a smoke monster. <laughs> if they introduce smoke, all right. Um, uh, so let's see. What did I see there? We, all right. The obvious things. We didn't see her running out of the building at the last second. No, we saw her with. Uh, a few seconds left on the clock holding hands with Jenner. Yes. We saw the last time on the clock we saw was 10 seconds, right? Something like that. Maybe, yeah. maybe 11. Yeah. And, you know, I'd have to go back again. But I think the last time we, the, the time, previous time before we saw that the clock was about three minutes. That's when everyone was running out of the building. Right. So it took them about three minutes to get from the basement or the control center to the exterior. But it didn't take uh, it didn't take Daryl and Andrea that long, uh, not Daryl, Dale. Uh, Dale and Andrea that long to get out. It only took them a few seconds because there was uh, mm-hmm. it was less than a minute for them to get out. But they didn't have to, you know, find a grenade and a backpack and blow up the window. And... No, but okay, let's say it took them a minute to get out. Right. So they were running from the building at about the ten second mark. They got they got to the cars right. basically to the cars. If they were it, and it, Realistically, it would have taken at least twenty seconds to run from the building to the to the, where the cars were. Yep, something like that. So Jackie was inside at the ten second point, and so was Jenner. And then the building really pretty much explodes, and it was completely decimated. Like it's done. The building's gone. 
Well, it is gone, but I I did think that it looked like a rather large pile of debris. Right. Like, it wasn't an explosion in which everything blew out and there was a crater. It wasn't that kind of explosion. It did kind of feel like everything kind of fell in onto itself and it was burning. Right. So, you know, the center, the deep, dark center, control center could still be intact underneath all of that debris. The door was open, though. Yeah, did we, we didn't see him close the door again. No, we didn't see him close the door. So if anything, it would get really hot down there. Right. <laughs> and to be honest, I did not see a force field pin. I, no. I really didn't. Uh, a potential force field handshake. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Maybe their Wonder Twins powers activated and they became the, force fo- uh, the form of force field pen. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know. So Form of force field pen clicker. Click. <laughs> Click. So it looks to us like Jackie is no more. Yeah. I, and Jenner. Well, I, I, and Jenner. I think that if one of them is alive, the other one should be too. Or, yeah, you're probably right. Because the only way they could survive is if somehow that part of the building didn't get destroyed. Right. All right. Well, we spent lots of time talking about something that well, probably that way, means nothing. Probably. <laughs> Our last item in the news for this week is that two of the show's stars will be at C2E2. And if you're interested in knowing what that stands for, that would be the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. Oh, I see. So there's two what? There's two C's and there's two E's. So it'd be harder to put CCEE. Well, C2E2 rolls off the tongue. You got to admit it. C3PO would be even better. <laughs> John Bernthal and Lori Holden will be at the expo, and the show is on March 18th to 20th. Excellent. I don't think there is a Walking Dead panel, but they're going to be there probably signing autographs and taking cash taking cash exactly <laughs> making some money yeah <laughs> taking cash and signing stuff if you're interested in checking that out and you're in the chicago area by all means head on down there and uh shake hands with your favorite stars stars from the walking dead just out of note sam trammell or sam trammell will be there as well do you know who that is i know the name he plays a character named sam on another tv show called true blood true blood sam okay He'll be there as well. Merlot. That's right. Sam, Sam Merlot. Merlot. <laughs> he's one of my favorite characters, actually. No, he's really good. I like him on Sam that Sam Merlot is, yeah, I just love that character. I wonder when True Blood comes back. I don't, June, I don't know. June, I think. June? There's going to be a lot of good TV this summer. Yeah. Summer shows. All righty. That's it for the news. That's it. And that's going to wrap up this edition of The Talking Dead. If you would like to contact us, I highly recommend you do so at talkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com. It's pronounced Gamel, isn't it? Yeah, usually Gamel. Yeah. Uh, you can also get on the Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash talkingdead. Follow us there. That's pronounced T-Witter. Okay. And finally, on facebook.com slash thetalkingdead. Yeah. F-assbook. <laughs> F-assbook. <laughs> Wouldn't it be F-ace? Not in my mind. <laughs> no, I guess not. It's kind of an assbook anyway. <laughs> Um, finally, please, please give us a call on the toll-free Zomb line. That is 1-866-483-ZOMB or 1-866-483-9662. It doesn't cost you a thing. Call us up. Let us know what you think. If you've got any theories on how Jackie might have survived that explosion and yep. will be back on season two, we would love to hear it. All right. Until next time, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.